Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Success Codes podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Van Fleet, and I'm so honored and grateful to have a beautiful guest with me today. Her name is Melissa K. Range, and she's a women's empowerment coach. She's a spiritual teacher. She's certified in all sorts of different modalities. We'll probably dive into some of those things today. She shares her story, and she is a firewalker, which is something I know absolutely nothing about. So I'm super excited (laughs) to learn her story and how she's really been guided to use her intuition in her life and business. And I just really welcome her. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much. I am very grateful and honored to be here as well with you today, Melinda. This is such a pleasure. I love doing podcasts. They're so much fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to have a conversation. I, I didn't really prep any questions because like I said, I know zero (laughs) about um, walking on fire. And all I know is like what I've seen from like a Tony Robbins video here and there. So, but I know you had said when uh, we connected that you um, maybe had a coach and had heard about it over a period of time and then kind of woke up and decided to do it. So feel free and share. That's exactly true. And it was funny because yesterday I was at a mastermind with a local group. And this woman, when I said, I'm a firewalk instructor, she looked at me all quizzical. And she said, I don't know what that is, Melissa. And I said, well, just imagine these really hot coals that have been on fire, like a bonfire for a while, and you just walk across them. And she's sitting there looking at me like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? But yes, I had been training with a subconscious mind coach for years. And in his seminars, he would talk about pushing his clients to do these fear-based things like shark diving and rattlesnake hunting and firewalking and parachuting. And so those ideas got implanted in me. And somebody asked me as well yesterday, they said, have you always been kind of a daredevil, Melissa? And I said, yes, since I was a little girl. And one of my favorite stories that my parents always told was when I was little, they were talking at our neighborhood pool on a Saturday and they didn't know where I was. We were just running around and I was three years old. And all of a sudden they look up and I'm on the high dive. I'm ready to jump off the high dive. And my neighborhood babysitter actually had allowed me to go up there and she was waiting on the side of the pool. And they look up, somebody had said, isn't that your daughter up there on the high dive? And I jumped in the water, swam to the side. I was three. And so that kind of was the way I operated my life. And somebody had said to me yesterday, have you always been this way? Because one of the other women wrote a book about being courageous. And they said, well, is that you, Heather? And she said, no, I had to learn how to be courageous. But I believe from a little girl, I was just... I was always pushing my edge. And that's really what, when I coach people, I'm helping them to push their edge. But back to the coach, he implanted these ideas. And then one morning I woke up in January, seven years ago, and I heard my intuition and I heard the divine say, you need to go firewalking. It is time. And I'm a fire sign. So I'm a fire sign. I'm a pyromaniac. I love fire. I build fires in my fireplace all the time. I've been doing this since I was a little girl, like lighting fire in the backyard without my parents knowing and things like that. 
So, yes. So my, I called a good friend and she said, I said, come over. We need to find a fire walking place for me to go fire walking. So we looked around and there was one in England. And then she said, oh, there's one right in Texas and it's in three weeks. And so I thought to myself, okay, Texas is pretty close. I'm in Missouri. I can get there pretty fast. And I signed up. And the beautiful piece was that I know that I was meant to do this because everything fell into place. And at the time I had three young children and I'm a, I'm a divorced woman. And so I was thinking, who's going to watch my children? How am I going to get there? Where am I going to stay? Just things like that, logistical things. And everything fell into place exactly as I needed it to. And I was on the road three weeks later to go to firewalk school. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Yes. So I knew that that was the divine saying, you're ready. You need to do this. This is a precursor to what you will be doing. And on top of that, when I got there, a lot of people go to be fi- to firewalk to, let's say, achieve a goal or let's say they want to make a certain amount of money and they are really focused on that or they want to lose weight or they want whatever they want. All I wanted was to get rid of my ego. That's all I wanted. I didn't have a certain dollar amount or anything like that. It was, it was, I heard you need to go to release your ego and that fear that keeps you stuck Mm -hmm. and not in a place where you can serve humanity. And so you have to go first, Melissa. And that's what I heard. Wow. So if you were a daredevil and then your coach implanted this, like, what was the the timing between, you know, when you started working with that coach and you finally did it and, and what was holding you back? Like, were you feeling conflicted? It was about four years, but see, he didn't do any of that, these activities anymore. He stopped doing them years and years ago. He would just relay the stories to us mm. and share all my clients do this. This is the type of people that I work with, and then they show up and they walk through their greatest fears. And he's so excited. And so he just always talked about it, but we didn't have the opportunity with him to do any of these things. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's why I woke up after having worked with him for four years on and off. And I was in a big group. This was not personal coaching. This was group in a group. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I heard you're, you're fascinated by this, Melissa. This is something that has been being done by people for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. So it's a sacred thing. And on top of that, at that time, I had started my priestess school mm-hmm. and in priestess school, we learn how to hold sacred circles. We have rituals of burning things and things like that. And that just also was really inspiring me, inspiring me to become a greater leader. Mm. And so I was also inspired in that way. Gotcha. That makes sense. So in, in terms of the fire walking, so you actually went to school. So you're, are you like a certified fire walker instructor? Okay. Wow. Yes. 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 I'm actually certified. And it's funny that you say that because 
When I got there, I had no idea what I was going to be doing. All I thought was, okay, I'm going to walk on fire, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. We did all of these crazy things that I would have never dreamed I could do. Like we broke boards and bricks. We walked on 12 feet of broken glass. We, yes, we did a lot of crazy things that I can't even believe I actually accomplished while I was there because, but everything my master would say is we are sequencing you to the next more challenging thing that you're going to have to overcome if you choose, if you choose. It was a choice. But this is a funny story. The first night I walked across the fire and I thought, oh my gosh, I did it. And then I walked again. So I walked twice the first night. This man comes up to me and he's like, congratulations, Melissa, wait till Saturday. And I looked at him and I said, what's on Saturday? You have to walk 108 times on the fire or you won't get your certificate. And I looked at him and I said, oh my gosh, that wasn't on the website. And I was freaking out. And that just put a big ball of anxiety within me. And I was percolating with that for the next day. And then the second day we did more things to push our edge and I accomplished all those. And then that night we went to go walk the fire and I actually got what's called fire kisses. So I actually got little blisters on my feet. And the reason that I got that was because one of the master instructors, we were learning how to build the actual fire, to tend the fire as it burned, to lay the fire, and then walk the fire. So this is one of the things you learn about when you go fire walking. There has to be a focus and there has to be a time when you're really in the present moment and nothing else is coming into your periphery except I'm going from this place to the other side of the fire. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't in that state because he was yelling at us on purpose. You're doing it, you know, not the way I instructed and you need to be over here and stop talking. And I mean, so he's getting us on purpose to lose our focus. And when I lost my focus, when I walked across the fire, I quote unquote burned my feet. Oh, wow. Yes. And so that night I went home and I was in a state of panic. And this is the real me. I mean, this is like what you experience because it's a highly spiritual event and it's very transformative. And we were doing things every day. And so imagine doing all these activities and every time you do something, you're processing and you're you're learning about yourself in a different way. So I went home and every night, this was funny, I brought this little bottle of aloe gel and I would lube my feet up and put socks on and go to bed. And every morning I woke up, my feet were fine. Every morning I would take my socks off and look at my feet and they were completely normal. So the next day when I went, we would have a circle time every morning to process and talk about our night night before. And I was sitting there sobbing because I was so scared. And I was in a very safe place. There was only one other woman in fire school with me. And then there were other women, but they were already fire instructors. So they were just there to hold space and support. 
but I'm sobbing in front of all these men and, and everything. And my instructor, my master, he says, Melissa, just take the day as it comes. Just mm-hmm. go with the day. And if you get to this evening and you don't want to walk, you won't. The fire will tell you if you're ready. Listen to the fire. Listen to her. And I did all the activities and we did this unbelievable meditation. It was the most amazing. And I don't know if you know anything about like when your body goes into lockup because you're breathing like you're running a marathon. That's literally when you finish this type of meditation, your body has run a marathon. Okay. Yeah. So your body goes into what's called tetany if you don't move your body and allow it to be in motion while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But I went through this big meditation. And at one point I went into the liquid, I call it like the liquid divine. I was part of divinity and I broke down and that night walked the fire. No problem. Yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was like, I had no more fear. It was all gone. But it was like I had to reach that place mm-hmm. within myself. And that night we had a Native American fire ceremony and I walked the fire twice. No problem. Wow. Yeah. So then the next night we had to walk the 108. So I was very anxious. <laughs> so the <laughs> same thought, distance? Like, is it the same distance each time? I'm like fascinated because 108 is a lot. So <laughs> Yes. And this time, usually the fire length that you're walking on is anywhere from six to 10 feet. It just oh, depends. That's decent. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you're walking just foot in front of foot. You're not dancing. You're not jumping. You're not hopping. You're not skipping. Yeah. And mind, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's skipping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, over the whole thing. No. And mind you, some of these people, they can stand on the fire for five minutes, 10 minutes on the hot coals. And I mean, I was watching them in fascination, just thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm just trying to get across to the other side. And these people are standing in the fire. Mm-hmm. But it's all a state of mind, right? It's all when we come down to it, all of our fear is a false evidence appearing real. So it's right. So that Saturday we did activities. And then my friend says to me, Melissa, we're the only women. We have to be the captains because they wanted two captains. And I said, fine, Jessica, we'll be the captains. Now, mind you, her boyfriend was one of the fire masters. And so... She really wanted to step up and I said, okay, I'll do it. And so the this last night, they built we built the fire and laid the fire. And I had brought a picture of an archangel <laughs> and I put it inside this gazebo with my water. And every time I would go through the gazebo, walk the fire and come out, I would look at that angel and I would say, you're supposed to be protecting my feet. Keep up the good work. And and then I would drink some water because every 15 laps, the instructors who were there to help and support, they would lay a new bed of coals. So not only were we walking on the 1400 degree coals, but then they would relay. And twice they made me the leader. So I would go first through the brand new fresh hot coals. And this is an awesome story, too, that I share with people is that I know that I was in the zone 
and I was meant to do this, and I was there to accomplish this great goal or great release or whatever you want to call it. But this man at one point pulled me aside and he said, oh, Melissa, I see you faltering on the coals. I see you faltering. And I I looked at him and I thought, really, really? And he said, I just want to pray with you for a minute. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll take some prayers. I'll, I'll take some upliftment. And mind you, they are, they are blaring high energy music. So we are in adrenaline rush. I mean, we are just, there's, it's a beautiful night. The fire is gorgeous. I mean, this, this event is just amazing. And people are cheering for us and screaming. One of the women was like, Melissa, you're a warrior. You're a warrior just to keep me going. Right, right. But this man asked to pray with me and I prayed with him holding his hands and then they were ready to do the next round of walks. And he went before me and I watched him walk on the side of the fire. So it's not as hot on the edges. And I walked right down the middle, but it was him who had needed my energy. And he had taken that because he was faltering, not me. Oh, my God. Yeah, which was fascinating to me because I didn't get that for a long time. But when I saw him walk the lane, I thought, he's not walking in the center. He's walking on the side. And so the last lap is my, it's the 107. So what they do then is they laid the lane 20 feet. And yes, yes. And you walk into the arms of the owner, master, and so I don't even remember. I say I levitated. I levitated the last let you know lane that we had to do. And I just fell into the master's arms and I was just utterly sobbing. And my friends are saying, Are you okay? I'm like, I did it. I did it. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe I did it. I just and I had been so anxious. And I went home the next day and I got home. And I was like on a high for like five days. I couldn't, I was on air. I can't, you can't describe it. It's just this euphoria. It's total euphoria. And I, that Monday night, I showed up to play basketball with my 12 year old son and his entire, it was parents night. And I played full court basketball with like seven men and me and my feet were fine. Wow. Yes. So that's kind of the story. I don't know if you have questions, but that's really what my experience was about. Mm -hmm. So how would you say then that it, it changed you? Right. And, and then when you mentioned too, it sounds like people set intentions before doing this. So Mm -hmm. can you dive a little bit more into that? Cause I, I never thought of it before. Yes, we did. And we made an intention even before we showed up at Firewalk School. Mm -hmm. There's these three mantras that we're supposed to be saying even before we arrive. And so we were saying those in our head. And that put us in a place of believing that we would be okay. And that was really interesting for me to think about because I've done now different firewalks with different people and they all do it differently. It's very interesting how everybody runs their firewalk. It's their own energy, their own personality. 
But I know that every time I witness someone doing it and every time I do it, my confidence grows in the sense of I feel as though I'm an unlimited human. I feel as though there's this potential within me that if I can do this, then I can do anything. And that's the confidence piece, right? And then the intention is very huge. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because even when I'm coaching and even when I'm working with people or I launched a new course, I said, make an intention about what you want to receive Mm -hmm. as you do this course and when you finish the course. Because really what I've learned about life is it begins working on you when you make that commitment to do something, to push yourself out of your box or to do something different in your life, to chase after a dream. It begins working on you once you decide. Mm-hmm. And so that intention piece is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's really cool. And then how um, long before you actually went to the event did you start using the mantras like how how long I'm I'm trying to remember because I signed up only three weeks in advance so I don't know if if they told us about the mantras maybe like a week before I don't actually remember but I know even today with my firewalk sisters I call them they'll always just remind us to just think about that stuff anytime we're going to do anything with anyone. Because like I said, everyone has a different style. And some of these other firewalk places I've gone, they don't use that those intentions or mantras. They use something else hmm. to lead the people over the fire or t- to get them energized or charged. Gotcha. So, but the intention is a huge piece. Yeah. And what are some of the other tools that they use? to get, to get everyone over the the fire? Like what are some of the other? So one of the tools they did use on the first night was NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So we went through that exercise. And then we also did things like trust falls. So we would have to catch someone. We also bent rebar poles with our necks. I don't know if you know what rebar is. I do. Yeah. So we broke rebar. We bent rebar with our necks. I know, which was crazy because I thought I can't do this. And I had this, this very muscular man from Mexico who was my partner. And I thought he's going to be the one bending it, not me. And my friends were watching and they said, Oh, you completely bent it because you had to walk together. So it was between your necks and you had to walk towards each other. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. Are you and wearing I'm, like they, a protection or something? Like you just wear a little towel. You They put okay. a little towel here and then you just walk forward. I know. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be dead in five minutes. <laughs> You're going to be like sore through my throat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So wow. it was it was so fast. The walking on glass, I was really, really afraid of too, because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna cut my feet up. What am I gonna do then? Mm-hmm. And even on purpose, again, our master, he went up there and he like crunched the gr- glass. So you thought, oh my gosh, he's gonna be bloody and nothing, nothing. Wow. Yes. So did you and put yourself? Glass, 
Yeah, sorry, because I was going to ask about the glass thing. So I appreciate that. Um, was the glass harder than the fire then or both just the same because you put yourself in the state? Like, how would you describe it? The glass is very different. The glass is all about where you're placing your attention because you can put your foot down and if it doesn't feel right, you bring it back. So there's a difference. And I had walked on fire already when we went to go do the glass. So I think there was already a little bit of confidence. I was still afraid, but I definitely had a different element of confidence because I'd already accomplished a few of the other tasks. Mm. So it, it, and this is one of my mantras. I always say, if I watch somebody go before me and I see they can do it, I always think to myself, well, if they can do it, so can I. And that's how I live my life. I mean, I think, yeah, I just, if I can see someone right in front of me do that, then Mm -hmm. I think, well, I I probably could accomplish that myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That actually used to be part of my um, podcast intro when I had the Good Karma Success Coach podcast way back when. So yeah, absolutely. I feel that too. So how many firewalks have you been on and do you lead your own classes as well? So I have been to, I guess that was firewalk school. And then I've been to two other firewalks and helped facilitate a firewalk with a friend, but I haven't been able to do my own because you cannot do it where I live in this residential area because Mm -hmm. you have to call the fire department, things like that. And my friends all said, oh, you could easily do it in your yard, but the area I'm in, they said, no lady, that's like a bonfire and you could, that's an open burn. You can't do it. So I just went because I've investigated some pieces of land to do it on, but they just weren't right. And with everything I've been through with the last few years with my parents and COVID and things like that, I knew it wasn't the right time. So I just visited, visited a woman's property last week and she has a huge sacred property and we just decided we'll be holding one on the summer solstice. That's so cool. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. So in St. Louis in Missouri, then close close to where you're yes. at. Yes, it's about 40 okay. minutes from my house. And I'll also be attending on another instructor training with these men in Illinois. I just reached out to them. So they're going to allow me to come tend fire for them. And then I want to go to fire magic school in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's in May. And so I will be able to do fire tricks and with swords and lots of different things. I know I'm really excited. And then I just, I know, heard that my teacher and the original guy that started fire walking in the United States, they're holding a fire master instructor training in December, which means you learn to stand on fire and you actually get to learn a lot of some of the different techniques that the masters learn. And so I'm really, mm, I'm thinking to myself, I might need to go do that because I'm a pyromaniac. I I think that is so cool. So you said you're a fire sign. When's your birthday? I am a Leo and my birthday is in July at the end of July. I'm an Aries. So, but I, as much as I like candles and incense, I'm always, you know, I've never thought of myself as a pyromaniac, but um, yeah. (laughs) And I've never walked on fire yet, but yeah, I think that's like really cool. So do you feel, yes. Um, Yeah. So I'm like, when you have something, I'm coming to see you. (laughs) 
was right too. I was like, that would be so fun. <laughs> so do you feel though that, um, number one, when you were there for such a significant part of time, it seemed like, you know, three to four days, right. That you went to fire school. Were you like in the flow, like the whole time? Did you feel like, you know, when you, when you do a meditative state and you can feel like you've shifted dimensions, is that kind of like a state they put you in or you, anything you can describe about that? Like, cause I would imagine you, you really have to shift how, how you're being. Yes, you do. And I think because of that intention piece mm-hmm. and I said, I wanted to go on the first day, they said, why are you here? And like I said, mine was so much about getting out of any sort of fear and really releasing that small self, Mm -hmm. the small self, my ego, the one that tries to keep me safe. And I don't want to be safe from from things that will cause me to grow, that will cause me to be a better human, a better mother, a better friend, a better teacher, a better daughter. And so... Being in that space, I knew I was there. It was four days long and I made a commitment to be there no matter what. And one of the tasks they did give us was poking a doll doll needle through our hand. And yeah, I couldn't do it. I tried five times to poke this doll needle through my hand and I couldn't do it. And when I, yes, when I went to- The whole way through? Like the whole way through? Yeah. Yeah, through this part of your hand, which is like dead skin. Oh, So it's possible because people did it. And I walked away and one of my friends said to me, well, Melissa, where in your life do you try really hard to be successful or whatever that maybe you just need to let that piece go? And I thought that was very profound. So each piece, each part of the four days, there was something specific to learn. And I didn't learn it per se in that moment, but I learned it as I processed and lived my life out. There was so many pieces to it. But once I made that commitment, I was there. Nothing was going to distract me. I was very focused. I wanted to learn and absorb as much as I could and being that be in that space to grow. Yeah. And I know because everything was fell so much into place and all the divine timing. I mean, that's synchronicity. And that's one of my favorite words. I just love, 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 love synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, I knew that it was meant to be and that I was meant to do this. And so I, it turned out, I, I will say more exquisitely better than I could have ever planned. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, I, I don't think I like... I think I'd probably puke. <laughs> Even seeing yes. other people, that that may be testing my limits there. But, mm-hmm. but yes. wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, I just wondered if you um, or anyone or they even teach this to be able to separate from your body. So um, like I can do that. Like when I get a tattoo, like I, I can just separate. When I go to the doctor, I can just separate I, my dad. Um, I know he can do it. I watched him when I was a kid. So I just wondered if that was a piece of being able to do it or it was just more like shifting, um, you know, densities like through meditation. So that's why I was curious. Well, and the meditation did allow me to feel that 
But when you are in firewalk school and when you're walking on the fire, a big piece of it is to be grounded in the present moment. Okay. So you're not, yeah, you're not leaving your body at all. I mean, you are physically in your body. You are trying to be the most grounded that you can be because you want to be right there in that moment. Yes. And nowhere else, nowhere else. And I did have a friend who one of the tasks for her was very hard because she had walked through something horrific in her life. And I'll never forget because she goes, Melissa, I don't think I can do this. And I said, give me your hand and I will hold your hand until you are ready to let go. And I'm getting a vibration in my body because she walked through something. I'm not joking. It was absolutely horrific. And I said, you can do this. We'll go in together. And she was squeezing my hand so hard. I thought she was going to break it. But I I just, I went into this task with her and we sat in this space together and she cried and I held space. But in that moment, I was so grounded and with her to help her go through that. And then she was there for me when I was nervous about being a fire captain. So it was interesting how we how we were able to walk each other through the darkness that we were facing because your shadow comes up and your your ego, your small self is like, you can't do it. And it's talking in your head. I like to call her, you know, my nagness lady that's there telling me I can't do it. And I had the support and she had my support. I had hers and we did it together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Any other shifts that you feel you've seen since then? Because the, the premise of this podcast, um, so this is working out so great. I love this topic is um, understanding success codes and, co- and codes can be anything, right? So in this conversation, the actual doing the firewalk and all the things that, you know, you needed to do to prep to be able to do it is, um, you know, all, all the codes, all the, you know, ability to do it. So since then, how would you say your life has has shifted? And, um, you know, any things that have opened up for you, any opportunities, ideas, things like that? I definitely feel as though my confidence grew by leaps and bounds. And I had been in a place where I was a very confident woman. And then I went through a very toxic marriage and I didn't know how I was ever going to get back the real Melissa, the Melissa that was felt so invincible when she was younger, the one who, because I was very broken after that marriage. And this really catapulted me into remembering that I have this unlimited potential within me. And on top of that, I feel like it really brought me into a space to be able to reflect that back to others Mm -hmm. and say, you can do this, whatever it is you're afraid to do, come to grips with that, sit with it, and then you have to face it if you want to grow in your life. And I also feel like it gave me the courage to pursue other things since then that maybe I wouldn't have pursued or put myself out there. One of the big things that I feel women face is that they're not seen, they're not heard, 
They don't feel worthy. And once I went through that, there was a transformation so great within me. I wanted to share that and support other women and men. I've coached both, but now really my focus is women to realize how amazing and valuable and worthy that they are. And that is what I feel like for the last several years. And one of the big pieces is self-care because I feel like a lot of women don't care for themselves or don't feel worthy enough to take care of themselves. And that's a big piece of what I teach because I believe that lays the foundation for them to step into something that seems scary because once they lay that foundation, it's like, okay, I know how to care for myself. I know how to listen when I'm guided to do something or when I'm not guided to do something, which is their intuition as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. And you are so correct because it's actually mind blowing the amount of women and men to, to your point that have low self-worth and um, don't don't take care of themselves. And uh, yeah, that's beautiful. And to come out of a, a marriage like that and be able to feel that empowerment and confidence within yourself is really amazing. Thank you. Yes. And I feel like also too, with your question, what I notice now when I witness people firewalking, so it's a whole different situation when you're actually then witnessing because after I walked through that so that was for me to do for me that was my challenge for myself but when I go to firewalks now I'm able to observe very well what each person is experiencing and almost notice how their what their level of fear is trepidation and it's it's fascinating to me because I can read I can read the energy I can read the group very well, and one of the women in this last firewalk she's it was a young woman and she really really wanted to do this but I knew that she was not in state when she went to go do it, and she was one of the first ones if not the first to walk this fire and she burned her feet pretty bad because. Yes, because she does. I think she was doing it to prove to others that mm-hmm. she could do it instead of really proving and doing it for herself. Wow. And that was fascinating for me to witness because I was watching her very closely. And I noticed because I could see how people were hesitant and then they would think, well, do I want to do this? And when you walk up to the fire, you ask the fire, is it time for me to walk? And she will tell you if it's time. And I had walked up to her later in the night when I was after a bunch of people had walked and I looked at the fire and the fire master was there with his arms open. And I looked at her and I said, okay, is it my turn? Am I ready? And she waited like 30 seconds and I'm standing there thinking, oh, am I going to go or not? Because at that point I thought to myself, if I don't go, Am I going to be a failure? Will I be a failure because I'm an instructor and now I'm just going to do a walk? And that was where my ego came in again. And she said, you're ready. And I walked the fire and it was fine. But I I have learned the fire is a teacher. The fire will tell me what is 
what is going on within myself if I listen. Wow, that is so profound. <laughs> I'm like mind blown. What a cool conversation. Wow. Yeah. And and I just have to ask because I the asking the fire if you know you're ready. Has it said yes to you each time? Like, did you have to do it each of the 108 times? Like from a statistical no. standpoint? <laughs> no, no. Those times I knew I had to do it or I wouldn't have gotten that certificate. Okay. And I was, yeah, I was already in the zone and I was in right. momentum and I knew that I was not going to give up no matter what. I mean, I was just like hyper-focused. Okay. Yeah. But this last time I did a, my friend, I helped her with her fire and she said, Melissa, do you want to walk? And I said, she's not calling me. I am only here to witness, to support and hold space for the women who are doing it. That is all I am here for to be. Uh, and I was very quiet and I'm a very chatty Kathy, but I was very quiet and I knew that I was not meant to walk. There was nothing in me that said, oh, you should just do it to show these other women that you can do it, right? That you're a certified instructor. But I did not get that. And I've learned I don't have to prove to anyone or anything who I am because I know who I am. Amazing. Mic drop. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So now it's my job to help others to do this and to feel mm -hmm. confident and whatever it is that they bring to the fire, whatever it is they want to release or bring in or whatever. That's the purpose of the walk. Mm. Wow. That is, I am blown away. Uh, thank you. <laughs> like I, I can imagine you are an amazing in instructor in this, wherever you take this and creating your own and, yeah, you're, you've got it, girl. This is so cool. Very, oh, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's it's fun. Now I just got to get my children to do it with me, and I think they will. They will come with their mother. Yeah. Are they are they are they curious or you know? Because it's interesting. A lot of spiritual teachers, their kids aren't really, you know. And I believe there's a whole theory of that with star seeds. But anyhow, this is a little different, let's say. But are they interested? I don't think now they're as interested as they were when I went originally. And they're, I mean, my children are 16, 19, and 20. Mm -hmm. But I had asked them to be fire tenders at my events. And I said, well, I'll pay you. <laughs> and they said, okay, we'll do it then, mom. We'll do it. But I think they will because they were raised by me. And in in, I'm a very spiritual person. And I believe in the, the, the miracles of life. And I'm constantly pushing my edge, trying new things. And they're watching me. So in a way, I don't really care if they want to come or not. I'm sure at one, some point, I will say, just come and be there to see, to witness Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think they're all hyped up about it. No, but they would go with their mom because they I push them to go out of their boxes as children. I've really said, if this scares the bejeebers out of you, I want you to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. It's I just I do always find it interesting how I guess if if I had a mom like you, I'd be like, yeah, sign me up. So maybe I got a in me. <laughs> but yeah, I know not everyone's like that. So that's, it's just interesting. 
Yeah. No. Yeah, people say that to me all the time. I could never do that. They, mm-hmm. And I say, but you haven't tried or you don't. And that's okay. Right, right. But if you, yeah, if you want to be more of yourself and experience it, then, you know, find something that you want to do mm-hmm. to, because so many people want their soul calls them to do something more, but they're mm-hmm. afraid or they don't want to go alone. You know, can I bring a friend? Well, sure. You know, you can bring a, that's why I started a meetup group because I do so many things by myself and all these women are always like, well, I wish I could do that. So, well, guess what? Now I've got a meetup group and whatever I do that scares you know, the living daylights out of you, I will be there to hold your hand and whatever it is, zip lining they want to do. We did rock climbing last week. And I said, fine, I'll be there and I'll go with you. And Donna, I'll help you to step into the places that you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I could probably talk to you about this forever. So <laughs> I know. And I could talk about it forever too. Cause I just, yeah, it's, it's very, I don't know, whatever, if there was even a way you could put a percentage, but I've never met, you know, like I said, I've only seen like little Tony Robbins videos and that's all I know. So I appreciate that. Yes. 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 And my oh, friends, they, do, they, they facilitate the Tony Robbins events. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. But I didn't even know all that went into a, a Tony Robbins event. You know, like, I don't, you know, I'm sure they're different, like you said, but in terms of just, you know, the work behind the scenes or, you know, all the things that you mentioned. So that's really, really cool. So, yeah. Yes. So what would you like to share with the audience and how can they reach out to you? Yes. Well, as we spoke at this time, I don't have my website up and running and I will eventually. But right now I have a free five hacks to go from playing small to playing big. And that's something free. And you can just I'll give you that link and you can it's uh, tinyurl.com slash play big now. And that's just a little free giveaway that I'm giving people. And then if they want to find me, they can find me on Facebook, Melissa, and then my middle initial K and range. And I have a wonderful for women, the Wonder Women Tribe Facebook group that I started. So I always invite women to come to my Wonder Woman Tribe. And I love that because I can interact with women there. And I just finished a free five-day financial serenity journey with women and walk them through that. And now I'm launching my five-day I'm sorry, five week, find your fire program. So I created a program for women. It's five weeks long. It's do it at your own pace. But every week we have a Zoom call to kind of come together as a community so they can share their experience walking through these modules. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing for the women that have walked through it. And they said, I can't believe that in five weeks, how much I transformed. So that's yeah I'm gonna launch that next Monday so cool perfect timing then so yes yes well everyone out there please connect with Melissa I hope you loved this podcast as much as I did (laughs) selfishly (laughs) and thank you so much thank you for being an amazing guest this was wonderful thank you oh my pleasure thanks for having me thanks everybody